To the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. We are here tonight to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe, specifically new an content. Exciting day, my friends. An exciting day. Sorry, I yelled. New content day. New content day. Woo. I jumped the it's gun. Like, feels like Wednesday is like New Comic Book Day. You know? Yeah. 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 That's a good old feeling. Um, it is a good feeling. Tonight, especially when you're not broke. Yeah, which I always am. Um, <laughs> feeling the burn. <laughs> Um, so tonight we'll be discussing Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode one of season three. Laws of nature. Laws of nature. But first, to the news. To the news. Show us what you got. Show us what you got. What, what? (laughs) So, uh, in interviews recently, uh, Chris Evans and some of the other stars of, uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War have been talking about things. Uh, Specifically, what I wanted to mention first was Chris Evans talking about the uh, the reason for the division in Civil War, like Ooh, yeah, why us, the why the war? What he say? What why are they warring? Why are they civilly warring? Because you know we know what it's about in the comic books, but this is the movie cinematic universe. It could be totally different. It could be like over a woman. It always is. <laughs> there is always Chris, a woman. Chris Evans and Pepper Potts had a thing on the side. <laughs> I mean, Don't I'm sorry, that. Steve Rogers. <laughs> Not, it was the, like a weird crossover thing, like last action yeah, hero they... style. Uh, <laughs> Pepper, except except instead of Arnold, it was just Pepper Potts came out of the screen and interacted yeah. with the actor that plays Captain America. Yeah, yeah. No. All right, that, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> Although I think the last action hero would be fun in this day and age. I do too. I think it'd be fun if you did a last action hero these days, but you did it sort of like they're doing the new like. Okay, I'm a super nerd. They'll do Lego Dimensions game, where like they just take content from everywhere. Have you seen this game? No. Okay, well, I don't know if Marvel's in it or not, so I don't know if this is Marvel news or not. It could be. I haven't, I haven't seen what all's in it. Uh, but what? Go ahead. Do, with I know your tangent. Go I know ahead. DC's. I know DC's in it. Um, but it's basically they're taking all of the Lego games, and they're calling it Lego Dimensions, and some like bad guy is tearing holes in the dimensions between the games. Uh, so it's a big smash up game. It's a big smash up game with like DC, but they're getting a bunch of actors from like to come back. The biggest thing for me is they're having uh, Doc Brown and Marty played by Christopher Lloyd and uh, uh, Michael J. Fox. Like they're coming back to actually wow. voice act those roles, which hasn't happened since the eighties, and that's cool. Huh. Um, that like I do not like Lego games, and I don't like those Infinity, Disney Infinity type games where you have to have a little. This is a, it's, it's one of those kind of games where you have to put oh, the little figurine. Okay. It's little Lego figurines, and you put them on a little stand, Jeez. and they portal into the game. Uh, I don't like any of those games. I think they're stupid. Like fifteen dollars for like ten minutes of content, like it's so dumb. But the uh, it's all about that money, man. It's got Marty and Doc in it. That's so, one of my favorite movies of all time. You kind of have to get that. Yeah. It's like top five for me. <laughs> I kind of have to watch all the clips on YouTube at least. Yeah. See yeah. what the, see what the, after it That's comes fair. out. Let's watch the cutscenes. Okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> in this, in this interview, um, or well, I think it was at a convention. Anyway, Chris Evans said, quote, 
Tony actually thinks we should be signing these accords and reporting to somebody. And Cap, who's always been a company man and has always been a soldier, actually doesn't trust anymore. Given what happened in Cap 2, I think he kind of feels the safest hands are his own. And these are understandable concerns, but this is tough because even reading the script, you know, I think I agree with Tony in a way. And I do agree that to make this work, you do need to surrender to the group. It can't just be one person saying this is right and this is what we're going to do. But Cap has his reasons. He certainly has his reasons. And he's a good man and his moral compass is probably the cleanest. It's a tough thing. This is what made it so interesting when we were while we were filming. And it's hopefully what will make the movie great is nobody's right, nobody's wrong. There's no clear bad guy here. We both have a point of view, which is akin to most disagreements in life and politics. Oh, that sounds so great. Doesn't it? That makes this movie sound so good. I watched Serenity last night. Uh, like you do. Like I do. But it was it's the 10th anniversary, so they had it in theaters again. Yeah. And so I went to see it last night, drove 30 minutes just to see uh, a movie I own on DVD on the big screen. <laughs> um, DVD, Blu-ray, and special edition Blu-ray. Like, I... I <laughs> Own that I've owned that movie a lot. Um, I own it as much as you can own it. <laughs> I need you've, to get the digital you've given digital download. Them a lot of money. Yes, I've given them a lot of money, and I don't regret it. Uh, but uh, one of the things that makes that movie great, and Jeff hasn't seen it, and I won't, so I won't spoil anything, is that the bad guy is a bad guy, but you can tell. You you can see his point of view. He has a strong ethic that he believes in strongly. Um, and so it's kind of one of those like bad guy is a bad guy, but only because he was a good guy doing bad things to get good things done. Uh, I wouldn't eat. Um, I, maybe there, okay. there, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, pronouns in there, but I, uh, <laughs> but, but basically just, I like when the two sides of an argument both have a point. Yeah. And in this, it's interesting. Cause even like what Chris Evans just said is that he might side with Tony in real life. Yeah. Uh, but he's got to play the character. But he's playing that, the character the other way. Him. Well, and 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 we we also had another piece of news about people signing, choosing sides. What were yeah, those? Yeah, uh, Stanley and Chloe Bennett have chosen their sides. Like Stanley would obviously side with Cap because he's got the cleanest moral compass, and Chloe Bennett said that for um, for Daisy Johnson and Quake, or Daisy Johnson slash Quake, she would say that she would likely side with Cap as well, just because that is what that side is what fits her character most, what fits uh Daisy's ideals the most. Mm. Is that, you know, being on Cap's side. And I think we'll actually get to see that in the show. We oh, better. Yeah. We I better. mean if we have if we have uh, some sort of super powered people registration, uh we better see that on the screen. We better see in humans coming out of the woodwork. Um yeah, yeah. There better be and they better I, they just can't have that going on in the universe. And based on how they've run this show so far, I don't think they're going to ignore what's happening in the larger universe, you know. And if this, these accords, as they've mentioned in the news, the accords happen, they've got to have strong effects throughout throughout the Agents of Shield. Yeah, series. well, throughout every piece of the MCU, sure. Like, but this one, Jessica is, Jones, better be affected by this too. Yeah, possibly. Luke Cage. She's happening in November, so that may be. Long before it happens. Well, I mean, it's not it's not going to show up in her thing, but it better like Daredevil better say something about it. Sure. And although he's not a super powered person technically, well, so he might he may or may not be affected. He's still a masked hero. Sure. That sure. probably needs to be registered. Yeah. 
So, so, uh, so, so it seems like everyone's choosing Cap's side, and it's a Captain America movie. So we've been assuming that that's probably going to be the right side in quotations. <laughs> uh, but what, what do you? Where are you? Where would you fall in the real world? In the real world, in the real world. If there were super people, what do you think? Do they need to be registered? I don't know, man. I I can see both sides of it. Like they're people, so. They need to have their privacy, their security, their their own like secret identity if they want to have that. Yeah. But then again, there needs to be regulation for like how crazy can they go? Like yeah. what should they be allowed to do? Obviously, save people is what they should be allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this 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 mirrors like uh, it mirrors like gun control as well as like other yeah, types like of police. Control, yeah. Like, how much force is too much force? Yeah, it's a With it's a, a complex question. Yeah. I hope they don't shy away from that question. Yeah, I hope they really go go into it. Anyway, I I, I think I'd probably fall more on Tony's side. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, think I'd probably, I'd probably fall more on Tony's side. Okay, uh, for more control. Depends on how much. I mean, it's just like I believe. I don't really believe. In a, I believe people should be able to have guns, but I think they have should have to have training to be able to have those guns. Yeah. So, same thing with superpowers. If you're going to have superpowers, there should be some regulation about if we're going to allow you to live out in the world with these powers to kill, uh, you need to be able to, uh, you know, pass certain certain uh, whatever screenings, uh, like mental health screenings, as well as. Um, some sort of training to be able to make sure your powers are under a, under a certain monochrome of control. I think they addressed that a little bit in this episode of they Agents did, of They did, they did. I wanted to bring that up, but I'm like, we're not in the spoiler section yet. But yes, they definitely... It was early episode. They definitely touch on that in this, this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so we'll get, we'll get to that more in a little bit. Another interesting thing is um, Chris Evans' contract is up soon. Yeah. And... We're not sure if he's going to get like he's he's willing to renew his contract. That's what he said recently. He did say that recently. He but in there's the past, no like he said the opposite. So in the past he was like after these movies I'm done and then uh now yeah, unless, he's well he did mention unless contracts get reworked I'm done. But I guess he likes it. I don't know. Yeah, sounds like he wants to keep doing it, which I, I'm down. I I don't want him to leave. You know, I think he's a big part of the universe right now. Yeah, yeah. Especially he's about as important up. right now as to me as Robert Downey Jr. is, which has always been he's been the cornerstone to me of the universe for a long time. And now I think Chris Evans is very much so that as well. Yeah. Well, everybody's everybody's shifting under the rock basically to carry the weight. Yeah. So instead of it just being all on Robert Downey Jr.'s shoulders, sure, everybody's sure. taking up some the, of it. That's the thing, though. Marvel, up until recently, Marvel hasn't put a lot of money into their actors. Yeah. Um, because they sign them for so many movies before they, you know, are a hit. And now uh, we're getting to the point where our first round of contract negotiations are over, are going to have to be redone. And I wonder if that factors into the whole uh, Perlmutter. Oh uh, uh, yeah, they got that Kevin Disney Feige money now. That, well, yeah. Instead of being under Perlmutter, now Feige is. We we put it on it last a uh, couple weeks that uh, now Feige is reporting directly to the head of Disney, and he it, it seems to mean that he's going to have more money at his disposal. Now, does that mean he's going to continue to pour that money 
into keeping these actors around. I think that I think the the fact that those the the reworking of these contracts is coinciding with that to me seems to uh, seems to matter. You know, yeah. seems to not yeah. be a coincidence. Well, I mean, big moves like that always matter a lot. Sure, but this one especially, just the timing of it, just seems to speak a lot to what might happen in the future. Yeah, in the I, think future. I think they may try to con- hold on to their characters, the, the ones that they've been using, the, e- even if that means they have to pay for them now. <laughs> you know, pay 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 the big bucks for Thor and Cap and uh, Hulk. So at, yeah, at uh, at Salt Lake Comic Con, it was brought up like what uh, what do Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan think of um, of who should take up the reins of being Cap if Chris Evans were to not be renewed for his contract? That's why right. I, that's why I bring these things up, try to segue, and um, by by their responses, there's no real clear thought on. Who at least at least who Anthony Mackie thinks should take up the role? He said, "I don't think we need a new Cap. I don't think Cap needs to change. I think Sebastian Stan would be a great Cap, but then we're left without Bucky. I think I'd be a great Cap, but then we're left without a Falcon." Yeah, and they're, then they're basically saying Cap is not a position that needs filling. It's a yeah, just leave it alone. Give it, him more he, money. He's a, well, even if they don't give him more money, if he goes away, you don't need to fill uh, have a new him. You just. That means well, that I mean, that gone. happened in the comics, which it did. It did was pretty neat. At I, least I, I agree. I agree. I think it's neat, but I don't. I I agree with him. In the movies, you don't need to do that. Yeah, because you yet. don't need to continue a Captain American title. Uh, you could have a Falcon movie. Oh, it's all um, about the 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 mantle, the image, the icon. Yeah. of Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> and Sebastian Stan said. Um, I'll say this. They sure like to dangle that cheese in front of my nose a lot. They're like, oh, yeah, that's where you pick up the shield. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard that one before. There it is again. But I don't know. If I could say one thing, if anyone could have anything to do with it to make it happen is you talking to the fans. Hmm. So if we call for it, we can get Bucky into the role of Cap, just like it was in the comics. <laughs> I don't know that I, as I, I, I don't know that I care enough about. Yeah. Uh, Bucky to want him to be Cap yet. I want Bucky to come back to the good side, which yeah, and it I looks think, like we're going to get. I think we're going to get that in Civil War. Uh, but I guess we'll, I guess maybe we'll, I feel almost like about Bucky the way I felt about Hawkeye after the first Avengers. Like he's obviously <laughs> a character that our, our, the characters we care about care about him. Yeah. But we don't necessarily care about him yet. <laughs> um, it's like I care about you through extension of caring yeah, about him. Exactly, exactly. I could see that. I could see that. So that pretty much wraps up all of the uh, all of the Civil War news that that we have this week. Which you know there wasn't much going on. There were uh, there were some really great interviews from Feige talking about you know upcoming plans and getting directors and like how things worked out in the past. Yeah. There's a few articles about Feige and, and yeah, well he had a press we'll, event recently. So we'll like, try to, uh, we'll try to post that on, on the Facebook or whatnot. You guys should check it out yourselves. Like there's two, he said too many things for us to talk about. He said too many things for me to read all in one sitting. Yeah. We were like going over like, what's the biggest news piece here? And it's none of it's really big news. It's all just like, Really interesting filmmaker things. Yes, a lot about like how, what, that, why they decided to do certain things, and why they, how Phase One came about, how Phase Two came about, where they're going, all that stuff. So it's all interesting stuff, but no, no big revelations were had. Yeah, 
So, but Nothing you guys as should far all as check the it fans out. are concerned. Yeah. So, uh, upcoming stuff in season two that we're, or, well, sorry, season three, episode two that we're going to get next week. Yeah. Um, we had talked about in the synopsis that an Asgardian was going to be asked for help. That's right. We have confirmation as of uh, this past uh, promo for season two that that Asgardian is actually not going to be Sif like we were talking about. It's going to be Professor Elliot Randolph who was in the episode The Well in the first season. That's right. Peter McNichol. I love Peter McNichol. Ghostbusters 2, Alan McBeal. (laughs) It's great. Going straight to the Ghostbusters. Yeah, man. That's probably his his, his biggest, uh, biggest, most memorable role. (laughs) Uh, and Alan McBeal, I, I love I love them in both though. That's that's exciting. Uh, so so uh, I'm actually much happier about that than I am about Sif returning. Yeah. Sif's interesting and all, but I find first of all, I love Peter McNichol's such a great actor, um, and also you that have deep continuity. Yeah, well, yes, uh, you but, get a character back, but he's an interesting character. He's an Asgardian who's decided to live on Earth for hundreds of years. Like yeah. that's. I I forget what they taught why why he did that. Did he get exiled or he just chose? I think it's just that he decided he didn't want to be the berserker anymore because he had the berserker. Oh, staff. that's right, that's right. He's like, Ugh. I just don't want to do that fighting thing. So he so stayed much. on Earth all these hundreds of just years. Hang out here. That's so cool. That's such a cool uh, cool character, and, I, and I'm excited for them to revisit him. Have you seen the the promo for next week? I have not. It's online. Okay, we're gonna watch it right now, and then we'll talk about it. And we're back. That looks awesome. Anyway, what were you going to say about it? <laughs> I just have to say that that looks awesome. I just thought that it was really, uh, really cool and really um, exciting to think that like he's actually getting into the fray of things now instead of just being like this guy in the background that occasionally like he shows up at the end to do like one thing, but no, like. When he says, to the plane, like, wait, am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Like, that says to me, like, he's going with them. He's going to be there for the whole thing. He's going yeah, to do gonna things. Yeah, he's going to be a part of the... Yeah. What if he picked up the Berserker staff? <gasps> the oh, that, that would blow be, my mind. That'd be really fun. That would be. Because I bet they... I don't know if they still have it. It's probably in some shield facility somewhere. Hydra has it. Do they? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. Um, anyway, yeah, that looks that looks great. Uh, okay, cool. What else, any other news do we have? Yeah, we have the uh, with the plot synopsis or plot synopsis. We have the synopsis for uh, episode three already oh, okay. of season three. Sure, uh, give it a go. Spoiler alert for a synopsis. It's called a wanted inhuman man because inhuman is in parentheses. Oh, so it's a wanted inhuman man. Got it. Neat. Anyway. Daisy Mack and Coulson race to protect Lincoln as Rosalind's team hunts down the Inhuman in their or the Inhumans in their quest for powered people. Um, meanwhile, Hunter proves that there is no line that he will not cross to exact his revenge against Ward and Hydra. Nice on Marvel's Agents of Shield, Tuesday, October thirteenth, on the ABC Television Network. I love it. There's so much, so much happening with um. Oh, we got we we got so many plot lines that still are. Persisting from last season, Hunter's yeah. Hunter is hunting um, <laughs> Grant Ward. You've got Simmons. I guess I should wait till after the spoiler alert <laughs> yeah. before I dig dig too deeply into what's going on. Well, you won't have to wait long because the only other things that I've really got is that we've got set pictures from Luke Cage and a promo poster from Agent Carter for season two. 
and that's really it. So check those out if you guys are uh, if you guys are going to be looking on our Facebook or Blog Talk Radio, really anywhere that we embed this. Uh, there's going to be a slideshow going with all of those pictures. And uh, Luke Cage chilling at the barber shop looks pretty fun. Like, looks, he awesome. looks he looks the part. He looks so much. Mike Coulter looks so much like Luke Cage. It's disgusting. Awesome. Awesome. Um, it infuriates. We got me. a little bit of feedback um, for uh, for general feedback. Uh, Yoda Hugh on Twitter sent us a picture of what we discussed last week of uh, Hulk punching Thor with the words fist bump emblazoned across it. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Thank it's you great, so man. much, Yoda Hugh. <laughs> Uh, that's Should we totally put that awesome. as our banner? Uh, <laughs> as our banner? <laughs> yeah, I think I think we definitely need to put it somewhere. Especially after that lame ass joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a great. That's, that is everything I dreamed it would be. Thank you, Yoda. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So uh, uh, and he asked what other one we had. I discussed don't, and I don't remember. We talk out of our asses so yeah, much. That yeah, it's all it's, it's, this is all ass talking. Um, <laughs> it's hard to remember what we say. I'm sure I'll, uh, we might remember. If we do, we'll say it again. <laughs> it's I not mean, like it's recorded and on the internet somewhere for us to look back at. No, no, we couldn't do that. No, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> uh, Joe Sanders. I wish um, we did that kind of thing. <laughs> said, said to us on Facebook, uh, Jeff. You can go see Batman v Superman Breaking Dawn, which is a great name for it. Um, just do what I do and buy a ticket for something else. Anything else. Hashtag Beat Snyder. You know, that would be a good idea, but time has a price too. Time has a cost, <laughs> and I don't want to waste it. It's called opportunity cost. Opportunity cost. You can't, you can't uh, sully his time with... With that film, with I am Snyder. I am totally down. I actually like Snyder a lot. This is not a beat based situation. I I very much appreciate the uh, the callback to season one of our podcast. Uh, <laughs> We're in seasons now. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> this is like episode. I don't know, like seventy or something. Like sure, had a lot of episodes. So uh, we should probably figure that out and keep up. <laughs> Uh, we should look into these things, like yeah. recording what we talk about. We just we just want to interact with you guys, so we just say what we we just get on here and say what we think every week. <laughs> um, we don't we don't do any planning or thought out thoughtfulness. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I I am so I'm on board with um, I'm on board with Batman v Superman, and I'm on board with Snyder doing it. Uh, I didn't like. I don't like his comments. What do you mean? Oh, oh right. Man. About like, Marvel. You know what, Mr. Snyder? Once you make a good superhero movie, maybe then you can talk some shit. Uh, well, he did make Watchmen, and I thought that was a pretty crazy mm. uh, a Pretty great mm. comic movie. It's great. Mm. Great film. Mm. Pretty faithful. Pretty Too faithful. faithful. Oh, see, I totally disagree. It tried way too hard to be just like the comic book, and it made it so boring. Oh, I disagree. I thought it was great. I've never read the comic It took book. way too long. And I thought it was great. You can't you can't be a graphic novel and a movie at the same time. It just it cannot anyway. happen. Yeah, like anyway. 300's good. 300 is not a superhero movie. I agree. 300 was saying, great. It was, but it was not a superhero though, movie. It? it was based on a it comic book. It was based on a Frank Miller you said comic, comic yes. book movie. I said so superhero three, movie. Mm, somebody check the tape. 
<laughs> no, we won't do it. <laughs> um, I'll wait till it's on, on my podcast app and I can skip back uh, 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> wow. But anyway, uh, he's he's been successful at adapting uh, comic books. And I'm down with him doing Batman v Superman. I just had did not. I don't like David S. Goyer, who I, I don't. Is he writing Batman v Superman? I thought he was. Oh man, if he is, then I'm gonna laugh even harder. Yeah, see that I don't. I think someone else is involved, and that's the only reason I have hope. Um, I don't like his writing. Every movie he's written, I've just supremely disen, disenjoyed. <laughs> uh, disenjoyed. But, uh, it's, it's it's a word. <laughs> Okay, he is still on the writing credits. Um, so, so I, I, again, again, I, I, I knew that he was, but someone else was involved who wrote uh, Argo, uh, which is which is much more well respected, um, which is also uh, you know Argo, which was directed by. Uh, ben Affleck. And I think if if there if if the rumors are true, it seems like Ben Affleck's also having some creative input into the Batman v Superman direction and and uh, and, and direction in general. I guess um, in in both both ways you could mean that word. Um, but but I do I don't like David S. Goyer. I don't like any of the movies he's done. Every he's he's been like head of Warner Brothers movie writing. It seems like, and I just like <laughs> I don't like anything. I don't like any of that stuff, and so that that makes me nervous. But yeah, so we should probably get back to the Marvel talk rather than the DC talk. Sure, or sure. The- we're we're handling feedback here. Yeah. I am responding to Joe Joe who said that. Joe Joe. Joe Joe Sanders, who's, who said uh, some you know, stuff, stuff to you. Yeah, we were having a conversation, Matt, and you just butted in. I did, I did. With how much you liked the crap. I like Snyder. I don't like Goyer. Well, so it's, it's a shoot. Beat Goyer. Yeah, that's that's fine with me. Okay. Hashtag hire someone else. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Hashtag um, go away Goyer. <laughs> Goyer away. <laughs> Go no. your own way out the door. Nice. Okay. Uh, now, I think every bit of this other feedback that we received was all actual feedback for this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So we're going to go right into our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. talk. Uh, but first, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up proud Network. Proud member. Proud member. If you'd like to find us online, we are at... Uh, mcucast.com facebook.com slash mcucast at mcucast on twitter um, the uh, phone number if you want to call and leave a voicemail for us to play on the show is 573-CAST-MCU we record these podcasts on Wednesday which is the day after S.H.I.E.L.D. drops so if next week you watch S.H.I.E.L.D. and you want to comment uh, feel free to call us right away and we'll try to get your uh, comments on the air as well as uh, sending in anything through Facebook or Twitter or email or whatnot. Um, yeah, so time for a little uh, spoiler section, I think. <gasps> let's get it. Let's get into this new content. Let's dig in. Dig in. Uh, so three, two, spoilers in three, two, one. Simmons is on another planet. I freaking called it. <laughs> Sorry. I just I had to throw that out there first. I do remember talking about, like, what if she was swallowed up by the thing and then spit out somewhere else? And you were like, no, that doesn't seem right. 
Maybe. I don't remember any of that. It's recorded on the internet. <laughs> Somebody check the tape. <laughs> um, Another spoiler alert. We have our first possible gay superhero in the MCU. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. I like that that it was just like subtly put in there like... I did too. Yeah, he's gay. Cool, whatever. He's an inhuman. That's what we should focus on. They didn't make a big point of it at all. They're just yeah. like, your boyfriend. Um, which I, I like a lot. I like that. Um, yeah, I dig it. Um, so I guess we, we can go ahead and just talk through everyone's feedback and then kind of dig in a little deeper as we go. Um, let's see. Uh, Marco Margo on Twitter says... Uh, that elevator uh, that we see in the beginning reminds him of a cross between Wonka's glass elevator and Doctor Who's TARDIS. It's too big to be the TARDIS. It's true. There's supposed to be a space differential. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's it's not it's not as it's definitely it's too big on the outside, too small on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, but I dig it. I definitely thought of Wonka's glass elevator when I was. Yeah, watching I did that, too. Especially that. especially uh, the new Wonka. Uh, I guess it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the right, one with Johnny right, Depp, right. where it had the rockets on it. Like that's exactly what it looked like yeah, from the outside. It's pretty funny that they went that they went that way with the uh, the agent just having a Wonka elevator. Like that's that's kind of weird. It's a little, I dig it. It's a little wonky. <laughs> no, no joke. No. <laughs> Sorry. All right. You did a bad pun earlier, too. Indeed. Indeed. You want to read that next piece of feedback? So, Mr. Uh, Pake Allen said to us on... This was on Facebook. This looks like it was on Facebook. Facebook. This looks like a Facebook kind of thing. He said, I just started listening to this podcast a few weeks ago, and I'm already totally into it! Exclamation mark! Yeah, thank you. As a huge MCU nerd, it's nice to find a podcast that shares my obsession. Yeah, it is. Anyway, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. premiere was great in my book, setting up for quite the exciting season featuring the battle for and with the Inhumans. Anyway, excited to hear your takes on it, and maybe I'll be a little more deep and thoughtful with my next post to you guys, but letting you know you've gained a fan with a job and cast well done. Yeah, well, thank you, Pake. Don't... Um, that probably could have been general feedback now that I read it. <laughs> uh, again. Don't, don't think that you have to be deep and thoughtful. It certainly oh, yeah. doesn't stop me. Nope, doesn't stop us from talking for like a couple hours every week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, and, and even if you just have something small to say, that's never, never. We just appreciate, we appreciate you listening, Pete. Really. That's a great thing that he brought up, though. The um, the the character Lash in there, like, was such a, a huge, impending, like, imposing force to be reckoned with. In the uh, in the hospital scene when they were when they were trying to get Lincoln, yes, and then like he just disappears. Like you're just how do you who was that? That's how yeah. I felt. The, was that the character's name Lash? Yeah, it was Lash. Okay, I remember us discussing it last week, but I'd forgotten the character's name. Uh, they didn't mention that in the movie, in the show, no, right? No, just yeah, that it looked uh, like hearts had been ripped out or holes had been burned in chests with an energy weapon. Which, yeah, that's what he's all about. That was intense. It really was. Uh, it, it, and I almost thought it borderlined on silly with how we haven't gone that far with having a monster on this show. Yeah. You know, we've had we've had a number of characters with powers, but we've never seen a true inhuman. Yeah. And Except for Reyna, who was like, and, and it made, they made a big point of, oh my gosh, look at her. She's hideous kind of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> she made a point of that anyway. Um, 
But it was interesting to see a character just show up and be like, oh my gosh, it's a demon. <laughs> that man is going to kill everything. Yeah. That's what it looked like, at least. I, I, I Man, I, I loved those scenes. I loved to see Lincoln and... Uh, Lincoln and Daisy working together. You wanted awesome. to call her Sky, I could tell. Uh, yeah, I had I had to like think about what her name was <laughs> for sure. Because I was in here going, "It's Sky, it's Sky," and then you were like Daisy. I'm like, yeah, you, you're right, you're right, you're right, Pastor. All right, what we got, <laughs> what we got next? Um, my... <laughs> I think no relation. I'm thinking. I'm gonna hope not because we have a zombie talking to us. If so, uh, Mr. Michael Jackson said to us on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, I know you probably get that all the time, Michael. Uh, <laughs> we apologize. If that is, your I apologize real name. for Matt. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Sorry, I'm sorry. This is a pretty good first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3. Lots of deep continuity, groundwork already being laid for Civil War, Gemma in the cosmos, and Fitz doing Fitz-type things, i.e. telling the criminals to use the briefcase as a booster seat. Felt great to have new MCU material on screen. Question. With the Inhumans movie so far off, are they overdoing it early? We're years away from a movie, but are essentially already in an Inhumans-driven war. I get it isn't the royal family, but I fear burnout. Hmm. I, too, feel that way. I don't. I'm a little worried. That's interesting. I, I'm not, and, and here's why. I just think they're trying to replace the mutants. They are. They're trying to make... There's just a whole concept of superpowered people. So far, every every superpowered person we've encountered has had to get that power somehow. And I think they're just trying to create a world where now there's lots of them. They're just out there. Um, kind of like how the Marvel comic universe is. Exactly. And how the X-Men already have it. You, if you go into the X-Men yeah. universe, anyone you don't have to have an origin story. There's just, oh, it's a mutant and they can do that. You know. Yeah. And I think they're trying to establish that. So that when we get to the Inhumans movie, uh, I think that's going to be more about specific characters and and being the royal family. Yeah. So like, oh, it's the Inhumans. Yeah, because exactly. We know about these things because we've had it for uh, what is it going to be? It's going to be four years by the time the and Inhumans I, movie comes out. I also think the Inhumans movie isn't going to take for granted that the audience has watched Agents of Shield. I think they're going to tell the story as if. They're telling it for the first time, you know. Well, they're, they, they're, they're going to explain Terragenesis and all of that. They might go more in-depth on what Terragenesis actually is. Sure. But, sure. I, I mean, I think we'll definitely get more of everything. I Actually, I don't think we'll get more in-depth, because I think they're going to go really in-depth on the show. Because this show is for the guys who want to dig in deeper. Like, we want more of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. uh, in our faces. So we're going to watch every moment of this show, whereas... Some people are just going to watch those movies, and they're trying to make them, and they've done a genius job so far where they make the movies where you don't have to watch anything else. There's the top line, you watch the movies. Then you go below that, you can watch the TV shows, and it doesn't. you don't have to watch the movies to watch the TV shows, you know? Yeah. Whereas you probably do need to see the movies to see the TV shows. Wait. You don't have to watch the TV shows to watch the movies. Correct. But you didn't you say that first. Do have to watch the movies to watch the TV shows? Yeah, basically. yeah. Um, you said that. You basically said you do have to do this, but then you don't have to do this. And I was like, wait, wait. Ah, uh, whatever. I did not. Somebody ne play the somebody tape. Somebody check back. the tape. Somebody <laughs> check the tape. Um, 
All right. So uh, he brings up a really valid point or a really uh, a great talking point is that Fitz in this episode had great. such a great just like personality to him. And, and you know that this is a continuation of what he was as a character last season. Like he's gotten over the the uh, the mental handicap, the whatever was keeping him down before. And now he's back to being. Um, a smart guy, but you know, he's that's also a good point. I actually didn't even think about that when I was watching this episode. Yeah, he was just fits again. Yeah, that's a little, almost a little weird that they just like, oh, traumatic brain injury gone. Like, well, they've had a I, couple did, of years for it. But they did give a whole year of him re- in recovery, which, yeah. which is nice. Um, and he slowly got better, which is a cool thing for them to have written and for them to do. But rather than just like, oh, look, I'm fixed. Yeah, they did. I'm fixed. Uh, you see how bad your puns are? They're real bad. They're not even puns. They're like <laughs> attempts at combining words. Um, like I'm just smashing letters together, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Uh, yeah, no, I I think Fitz was real cool in this episode. We When we first meet Fitz, we think he's a nerdy guy who's not going to be well do well in these types of situations. Yeah. Then we saw that episode in season one where they introduced Fitz in the field. Yeah. And he really, you know, he holds his own. He's just such a He reminds me when I when I was a kid, I had a little terrier. The terrier was like 8 inches tall. Okay? And it would go under the electric fence in my backyard <laughs> where there was a pasture full of de- of a, of of cattle. Yeah. And it would go and nip at the heels of the bulls. And then little when they eight inch dog, little eight inch dog would nip the heels of huge bulls and they would charge at my little puppy and my puppy would just dart back under the electric fence and they would stop. <laughs> That's Fitz. <laughs> that is Fitz to a T like Fitz is my dog from when I was a kid. Okay. It, he, 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 he like has technology. He has a contingency plan and, but he's not scared to be super bold in the face of these men who could crush him physically, but he's not worried about that. And then he uses his technology to get back. He gets back behind that electric fence and then he's like, ah, ha, 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 and then starts barking again. <laughs> Fitz doesn't bark. <laughs> Fitz does not bark. You're right. Although he was barking at the uh, at the monolith, at the that's end. true. Oh my gosh, that was an emotional scene. That was the most powerful scene I've I've witnessed in this show. Me in too. A hot minute. Yeah, we talked about last season with that one Daisy Johnson uh, scene where it was the best action sequence. I yeah. think that was the most emotional sequence we've seen. Oh yeah, a lot of the emotions seem well, a little contrived in the show, like almost music driven. That was like action, dri- like acting driven. Like, yeah. He's like beating on that, beating on Do the stone. Do something! Oh gosh, Just, that was uh, it hurt. It did. That, that crushes you almost as much, or no, probably about as much as watching Cal have to kill his own wife in the end of or end of season season two. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That was a good season. <laughs> it really was. It was a good season. And this season is shaping up to be almost like. Pretty much on par. I mean, it, we've only we've only had one forty five minutes of it, but yes, it's been it was really good. It was a really good forty five minutes. It was a um, solid forty five minutes, <laughs> picking up right where they left off. Yeah, yeah. Keep it going hard. So much happening. So so many characters 
doing things that are directly inspired by the last episode of last season. I love that. Even though there has been time. Yeah, time has passed, but they're still dealing with the repercussions. Um, what did you think of Coulson having both the axe on his wall <laughs> and his hand in a case? His stonified hand was like in a case. I don't know. It, it was still clutching the uh, the Terrigen crystal. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's why it's still there. That makes sense. Yeah. I was like, why did he frame his hand? Is that stone hand? <laughs> but that, that makes sense. Case it, it was quick. It was a case to keep the stone from stonifying, or to keep the uh, j- crystal from stonifying anyone else. That yeah. makes That makes sense. Probably. Okay. I like it. I'm down. The, um... Mentioning that, like I noticed his hand there while they were talking to uh, to Bobby Morse, it seemed a little uh, what's the word? A little wonky, a little <laughs> stumbly, a little just odd. Hmm. The the conversation of like, yeah, you have a you have a biology degree. That's why you're in the lab, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the lab. Yeah, you that... don't look like you belong in the lab. <laughs> Pretty girls can be in the lab too, Jeff. They can. It's just when I look at her, I see Mockingbird yeah, in the she's field, an agent. beating the crap out of people with battle stakes. She's got a bad knee, uh, shoulder. Yeah. I thought she said knee. Her knee's getting better every day. Anyway, yeah, she, she got, got shot, shot in the, in the shoulder. shoulder. Oh, I know. She's missing a lung. Uh, she, she got. She got a. Uh, she got tortured for hours though. Like, yeah. Oh man. It's well, crazy. yeah, uh, Colson did mention you're not wishing that your knee would grow back. Yeah, that's and right. And I'm like, you're just going to keep harping on this whole, like, he cut off my arm thing. Yeah. Really? I, uh... Let it go. Wh- I, I, what do you think? You kind of have to, because you can't grip anything on that <laughs> side. Well, I don't know. He has all that mechanical stuff on he his He does head. have neat I, little interchangeable I think he things. Can, I think he can grip. I think he can move things i really do i think i think he's going to be able to i think we are going to see attachments for that hand that's going to be awesome what it, what okay what if he gets colson's revenge Two-part question right yeah we talked about that last <laughs> season um uh what do you think we'll see an attachment this season yeah obviously there has so 100 percent chance we're yeah, going to see an attachment there's going to be season. attachments what's what's your what's your best guess on what that attachment will be <laughs> I think Colson's Revenge would be a really funny one, but yeah. he probably won't have that one. Um, Colson's Revenge would be awesome, which is the gun he used in the Avengers to shoot Loki, yep. as well as the end of season one to take down uh, the agents of that guy. <laughs> Agent Bill Paxton. Yeah, Agent Bill Paxton. That's it. Yeah. Um. I just think like a good Swiss Army knife would be fun. I, you know, I was thinking. I love he to walk in and he's a... like chopping onions with his left hand and just like <laughs> moving it with his good hand. He's just got like a just a blade on the end. See, I was thinking that he would have some sort of like a pen attachment, but that's that's <laughs> his right hand. That is very Colson. Just it have really a pen is. attachment. That's that's good. I like that. All right, let's go to this next piece of feedback. <laughs> so Brian Bilsma says on Facebook. So initial thoughts on Agents of Shield season three episode one. Awesome! Exclamation mark. I know you guys probably loved that deep continuity with the mentions of Sokovia, Pimtech, and the appearance of President Ellis. Oh, that the Pimtech mention was awesome. It really was. Like, it, it made total sense. He's like, you uh, thought that she got shrunk. Of course, she shrunk. Of course, that makes 
Perfect sense. That's so fun. That's so much fun. Said, I honestly thought that the ATCU was going to be sword. You know what? I did too. But we'll talk more about that. Maybe it will transform into that later on in the season. I completely forgot about Lash while watching. He's going to be a big problem this season. Can't wait for the rest of the season and can't wait for more podcasts. Oh, well, thank you so much, Brian. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. You know, I thought that the ATCU just fit with with being sword. Like, because it's an alien threat containment unit. Like, that's so much says sword. Yeah, it may, and it may be. It may yet be. Um, it may have turned into that. And I like Constance Zimmer, her character, she is awesome, by the way, at yeah. being what she is, which is a total bitch. But I don't know. I don't even Everything know that yet. Like, she seems to not. Once we found out she wasn't killing those people. Yeah. She's definitely a more complex character than I initially thought. I was like, oh, she's just rounding people up and killing them. That's not okay. <laughs> that's uh, not But cool. it turns out that's not her. Yeah. It's someone else. It's it's this uh, it's Lash. So now now we're going to have... These two organizations are still going to be arguing. I have a feeling we're going to get... This organization is going to be an organization that is on Tony's side. And then we're going to get Shield is going to be on Cap's side. I think that's what what the what we're preparing for. But I don't well, know. Well, it's it seems like they're more on the pro registration and containment side. Maybe I mean in this episode we do have although we do have uh, Coulson and, and team capturing like a, capturing cataloging and training exactly. That seems more along the Tony side though. It does. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know where our people are going to fall. I mean, we're probably going to have them fall on on both sides. That's probably going to be the. I mean, that's what it the thing that would make for good TV. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, last season we had a lot of a lot of like Simmons seemed very like she was going to be on one side and Fitz seemed like the other. But we'll ju- we'll just have to wait and see. I just Where don't do you know. think Simmons is? Well, uh, we we watched that trailer earlier, and it said the other side of the universe. Uh, so I kind of know that. <laughs> but I know it's out there. We, we did. We we. I mean, we already saw in the, in the thing there were all kinds of weird moons and planets behind her. Like she's definitely on another planet. I think, and this is me spitballing here, that it's going to be the Cree homeworld, Hala. Interesting. That would make sense, given that it's a danger to the Inhumans. Yep, and the Cree, which. We heard in uh, season two, the Kree wanted to just wipe out the Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so this is a Kree weapon. I, I think I remember them saying it was a Kree weapon designed to hunt, like stop or kill Inhumans. So, I guess it's like absorbing. But why did it absorb Simmons? Does that mean she's an Inhuman? Probably, because it didn't immediately absorb Fitz. Yeah, that's right. I wonder if she's going to show back up. The only and then time it's liquefied drink like drink water that? for the first time, right? <laughs> the only time that it's that it's um, gone liquid and then come back is when Inhumans are around. Oh, really? Yeah. When else did it go liquid? And other well, than like in the, I know it was showing it doing that. In fact, first, who else was around? Was was Daisy around? Well, that's when uh, Gordon and. Uh, What's her name? Raina. Jeez, I don't know why that took so long. Were there? When they were there, it was doing the whole. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch thing. that season and find and find yeah. every scene where that 
that that's around <laughs> like every single instance if, of that. If that's the case, if we don't know yet, but like we get to see who's in the room every time that thing does that. Yeah, that's cool. Because it was it's moving weird. around and stuff when we first saw it. When there were no Inhumans on board at all, it was just Bobby and uh, no, no known Inhumans. It was it was just it was the um, other Shield. Because they they're the ones who had it originally, and when we the first time we saw it, it was doing that. It was moving around. Yeah. So I wonder if uh, someone from that team is also an Inhuman. Yep. I'm um, I'm going to assume that Mac is an Inhuman, just because he was so easily taken over by the the alien script. Hmm. See, I would think that would mean he was not inhuman because it that they used him well, as he, part of the uh, defense yeah. mechanism as instead of, I guess, inviting him in and making him part of the. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, if that, know. I don't know if that means that. It's a lot of speculation going on there. Indeed. Uh, the next next piece of um, feedback on uh, Facebook, Shay Shay, I guess Shay Foley. Yeah. Says the axe on the wall of Coulson's office. The one that took his hand. Uh, that's all I said. Yeah. I think that is the axe that took his hand. No, it I is. Ho- I hope that Matt gets it back <laughs> at some point. Well, he mentions. Like, yeah, he does. I need a bigger gun. Or my axe. Or my axe. Mixed <laughs> shotgun combination. <laughs> that could work. Oh, my gosh. He's my favorite. He's like... He's like He's like, uh, I, I, I would I'd love like... him to do that. It would be like straight out of like Evil Dead or Army of Darkness. <laughs> like... At... <laughs> Whoa, no! <laughs> what if Coulson's attachment is the axe? <laughs> <laughs> that seems incredibly dangerous. That would be, but it would be awesome as well. I you just can't wait. You know he's got something up his sleeve. We're going to see him put something on that hand, and I just can't wait. Yep. Um, we got a few here from Mark Amargo. Uh, a few. He, he commented a lot and tagged us a lot on Twitter, so I figured I'd mention a couple of these. Uh, uh, Mark Amargo says... Prediction, the statement, just call us sword, will be uttered this season. Ah, as we were discussing. We we think that's very possible, very, very possible. Um, He also said, when I see situations like Simmons is in, I always wonder what she has been eating. You know, I thought that the same. (laughs) I thought that as well. I was like, it's been a while that... You were gone. I, I, I was thinking the same thing, like you know, trying to figure out where she is. What something could be happening that's time warping this? Like if, wherever she is, it could be a dimension where time travels, time moves differently. It could be a prison. Like she could be like kind of like Phantom Zoned, where time's moving. Well, differently she seems to be running from something. She does. She does. And I wonder how long. It doesn't look like she's been there that long. So she'd been there like three months or whatever it's been. She would have like roughed up clothes. Yeah, and she'd have different more than clothing. Like one scratch on her face. Yeah. This reminds me um, on Angel, uh, another Joss Whedon or Whedon show, I guess. Jed Whedon's the guy on this, but Joss is executive producer. Uh, <laughs> on 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 Angel, there's a character who they find in an alternate dimension who's been there like five years and they bring her back and she's just like living, you know, a totally like, she's like living a savage lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, it'd be neat if we got like an ep- Cause that, that, that final credit sequence could be when she first landed on that planet, you know? Yeah, it could have been. Or it could be that time's operating differently. We just don't know. Or it could be that we think that more time has passed than actually has, but you know, for that, well, we know that it's got to be months because for the hellabus, 
to the be... helibus. The helibus, I like that. Yeah, it's um, a helicarrier and it's a bus. For and also for Fitz to have gone through as many iterations of uh, of, of of looking for Simmons as he has. Yeah, that's true. He's been looking for Simmons for quite a while. Yeah. But I don't know if they say in this episode how long it's been. I don't believe. I don't they think do. they mention. I think it's supposed to be running with real time. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing from Marco Margo said, uh, Lincoln is acting like a man who just got rejected slash friend zoned by Daisy. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, you, we, I, I think he's just acting like. I think he's acting like a man whose entire life got turned upside down. Yeah. Like, I don't think he trusts S.H.I.E.L.D. He doesn't trust anybody. He barely trusts himself. Yeah. Truth. Truth. Tom Hood. Was this, on, this was a Facebook message, I think. Uh, he said, I'm trying to organize my thoughts. First off, I love the podcast. I'll start with S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm wondering, since the metal embedded in the crystals was what stonified the non-inhumans, a.k.a. humans, when the water eroded the crystals, did only pure Terrigen get released and not the shards of the Diviners, or will the fish oil pills kill anyone who takes them who aren't inhumans? Well, they answered that this episode. They did address that. And they said that the metal... Another which, thing that I called. I called that. You called that. I called it the uh, the the weights of the metal was separated. I actually said that last season. Okay. Um, I feel we, like I called that. I feel the, like we both called the, that. The uh, the blue because we 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 did both talk about how it looked like the blue was the only thing that was floating in the water. Yeah. It didn't look like the metal, and I was like, because metal's heavier, and that's what she said this episode. <laughs> yeah. So you can literally say that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Anyway, uh, he says next a speculation question about the movies since Cap has a new Avengers team, and since Tony Stark is fine trying to make huge intellectual decisions with his science bro banner and not telling the team as well as the upcoming characters such as Black Panther, Doctor Strange and Black Bolt. Do you think he could form the Illuminati? Mm. I, think, I feel like we discussed this last week, possibly. Uh, but not yes, last week. yes, I do. I think that, uh, well, we, there was one, one of the comments that Feige said, I believe it was Feige uh, about uh, the upcoming movies was that infinity war, would destroy the Avengers as we know them. Yeah. I, unless Civil War continues, I kind of think we're going to come out of, uh, uh, part of a, th- a theory I was thinking was what he was saying is that Cap basically gets all new Avengers and then uh, Tony is going to form the Illuminati. You know, we're going to have these yeah. two very different sides. I think that's very possible. But, with those with those comments from Feige, it makes me think that the Avengers, kind of as we know them, are going to persist into Infinity War. So you know I just what I'm know. thinking? I'm thinking that they they come to some sort of agreement and understanding, and the the team gets back together or whatever, and Tony starts a secret. Thing. Tony starts a secret thing on the side just because he still thinks that there should be a group of people overseeing stuff and so he creates them. yeah that 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 would be that'd make a lot of sense so yeah i I, th- I think it's definitely possible tom i do so the last thing i want to apologize about my roping hawkeye into almost shield that's okay you started a lot i didn't think it was going to happen but you started a lot of hopefuls <laughs> yeah i thought i thought yeah i forgot where that came from is, is that was that it was him speculation from tom cool um, and then it felt like everybody in the world was like, Hawkeye's a part of it! So we've pretty much covered all the feedback. Now let's talk about our original thoughts. 
I don't know, man. I think I figured I, I feel like I did it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, like that was pretty, 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 uh, pretty good way to cover most everything because most everything we really want to talk about, people commented about. Yeah, um, but I feel like we should go through the characters a lot of and kind of talk conversation about conversation with our people. Yeah, thanks everybody. Um, what did you think? What did you think of the overall setup of this episode? I thought it was really solid. I, I don't think that it was as good as season two's opener hmm. because. Season two was like obviously it was two parter and was great with that, but there was just there was so much more going on and so much that felt higher stakes hmm. as far as opening. But this opener I... did a much better job of setting up a much larger story. Yes, yeah, I feel like there's more going on with this. Uh, well, there's more pieces on the board. Yeah, far more pieces and so many different. Uh, angles. motivations. Everybody well, there's, has a there's a angle. lot of different lines to follow and there's a lot of different uh angles and motivations and like just there's so much got as Hunter, far as pieces on the board. We got Hunter tracking Ward, who we don't see Ward at all in this episode. And they actually yeah. say Hydra's uh quiet, a little Eerily too quiet. quiet. <laughs> um <laughs> Hey, it's Raph. A little too Raph. Anybody? Anybody? Stop it. Uh Stop it. Ninja Turtles too. Stop. Uh, Stop. Secret of the ooze. Uh, Stop it. <laughs> so, um, I think there's a lot going on in this episode. Um, and then, it, so much that we didn't even get to, like, <laughs> yes, we know Fitz is searching for Gemma, but Gemma, we didn't even get much of her. I feel like next episode we're going to get a little more of what's going on with what's going on with Simmons. Um, we also, of course, have Daisy, who is... Going by Daisy now. That's first off. Like that's, um, that's hard to hard to stomach. Not stomach. It's hard to get used to. Yeah, it's hard for Colson to get used to it. And he was like, when when he said Sky, and everybody was like, you you mean Daisy, right? And he was like, God, yeah, that's it's hard to remember. I'm having some <laughs> trouble with it. And everybody's like, no, <laughs> no, it's easy. Yeah, no, 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 none of us. We're fine. <laughs> um. I, and, but you notice, like everybody that was in the room was were they were people that showed up last season. <laughs> that's right. That's and true. He's like, I've had two seasons with her. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a very good point. Um, yeah, I thought that uh, they they did a they did a killer job introducing this new character, this metal melting guy. Yeah. Uh, what's what was his name? Joey. Joey. I like Joey a lot, <laughs> and I, I really like identify with his plight of like you can't go home. Yeah, like why can't I go home? That was tragic. I'm terrified. Especially, you know, we talked about them mentioning that he was gay and making it a small deal, but like they they made him they made him a gay character, which gave him a reason. He said, "I've already you know come out about one secret in my life." Yeah, and like that, I don't want to go in back in with another that made secret. it identifiable for audiences too. Like, yeah. You know, everybody knows somebody who's gay and has, like, dealt with that in their life. Like, they know that if if you don't firsthand know the experience of, like, coming out and, like, having that secret, you know somebody who has and you've talked to them about it. So, like, that's a good, it's a good little segue for people to be like, oh, this is similar to that because, like, this is a huge change for him, and now he has to hide that about himself. Yeah, and he's like, he feels like he's being pushed back into the closet, which was such a interesting way to go and to make that character. It made him being gay like not just a tertiary thing, but it like made it yeah. have a have a solid 
point and a character reason uh, for where they wanted to go with him. Um, but what do you think of his power? Being able to melt metal at, at, least, at up to three meters. At up to three meters. That's very specific. Uh, I'm sure like he'll grow in power slash maybe distance. Um, he can melt certain metals. So yeah, I was, I was I was thinking that um, it seemed very very similar to a power that was in the first season of Heroes. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember a metal melter. Uh, the guy that Siler stole a power from when he first met Mohinder Suresh. Okay, the guy's name was Zane. Um, he was basically just able to melt down anything. Okay. And, like, you saw, like, his TV was melted halfway, and, like... Just... Yeah, I think that was more of, like, a heat power, though, right? No, no, it was just... It was it was a uh, a molecular destabilization kind of thing. Gotcha. They didn't make it clear in this episode whether the things that he is melting were hot or not. Yeah. Uh, we never see him, like, them, like turn red or, or anyone get burned. Uh, they just he's, yeah. they call it. They say he can liquefy certain metals. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, so and I guess melt is, is the wrong word. Um. But but we do see when uh, it looks like just molecular destabilization again. Yeah. We do see when Max clipboard bends. Max throws it down. And I don't know well, if that it's probably because he's just scared of like what the hell is this? Right. Yeah. It's just I, we, they didn't make it clear whether whether it's hot or not. Uh, I would think when he threw it down, it seemed like it was, but. Every other time, they didn't really make it clear. So. Yeah, nothing's really sizzled. Yeah. I don't know. He melts things. He doesn't boil things. <laughs> um, there is a difference. Brings everything to its melting point and no further. Um, well, the car did explode. The car did explode. The car did explode. When the ATCU team was on him, he yeah. was like, I'll do whatever you want. And he puts his hands on the hood. And then the car hood starts to to wibbly-wobbly, and their guns start to wibbly-wobbly. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to run away, and the car explodes. I think yeah. that might be, like, the engine block was, was going weird, and, like, the... Something combined that shouldn't happen. Yeah, the combustion a... in a combustion engine yeah. got to the fuel, maybe. Doesn't really, but that wouldn't really make sense. And then, sense. like, a power line but... fell on that fuel tanker, and that made some fire go off. So, like, I don't know. It's So yeah. far, it seems like circumstances caused fire. Yeah. Rather than, like, the heat from him. I guess we'll find out. I don't know. Probably. Maybe. I, you if know, we ever I hope, see him again. I really hope that they bring him back. In further episodes to be like, you know, we are building, not just like building a team, but like we're keeping these people around so that we can help them rather than just being like, that's our superpower person for this episode. Yeah. I don't in want... the bucket. Interesting, though, that it was Get like. Get back in the bucket. That he was, I guess, the creature of the week this week. Yeah. But he was just someone they're trying to help. I yeah. liked that. I liked that he was not the focus of the story at all, really. Um they move on to the Lash, who we don't have his name yet on the show, but this big monster who's trying to kill Inhumans, and we have this other organization. They were this what the episode was about. He was just like a little part of what S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing, and I like that they're trying to help people. They're out there actively trying to help people. Yeah. That was neat. So speaking of the other organization, what do you think about uh, Phil Coulson getting one-upped? Uh, well, did he? Yeah. I mean, he did. But then he got he one up to them back, so 
I, I always love the intrigue stuff. I did like that he got busted because he rarely does. Most of the time, Phil has a solid plan. Yeah. Um, and I guess he still did in that they got they still got out. But, and I like that. Um, <laughs> I like that he was very uh, very um, upfront and kind of meta about how they were bantering. He was like, "Are we? Are I thought were we being serious for a second, or are we still bantering? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Is this still coded banter, or are you being serious?" Yeah, I thought that was really great. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know who this organization is, but I mean, it, obviously, she works with the president. Um, so it seems like the president has swallowed her stuff. Yeah, it seems like this is like possibly the new Shield, which lends credence to the idea that it might be Sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be cool. That would be cool. Oh my gosh! What? In the comics, if I remember correctly. Wasn't like Norman Osborn the head of Sword? Uh, no, he was the head of Hammer. Hammer, that's it. What if this is Hammer? <laughs> Ooh, because they've got the rights back now. Well, he became the head of Hammer after Secret Invasion happened, and it made it like he spun it to make it look like he saved the world. Okay, so they wanted him to lead Shield, which he changed into being Hammer. Okay. Right, that's what I was thinking of when you were when we were talking about sword. Sorry, I get them all. I get all these these you know organizations confused. But uh, what if what if that's hammer? What if that's uh, what, or what what if what if they bring that in? I, I don't know. I just hadn't thought about. I guess it's I hadn't good. thought about the fact that we have the ability to use Norman Osborn probably now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. That's. Neat. I want Willem Dafoe to be Norman Osborn again. I love Willem Dafoe. And I and I and I, I like, I liked his portrayal as Goblin, but it was so cartoony. Yeah. Um, okay. I think his costume was just awful. I think is really the, my biggest problem with, with Norman Osborn in those movies. Yeah. Uh, those scenes on the rooftop when Spider Man and him first meet and actually have a conversation, when they're just standing having a conversation, it, they look like Power Rangers characters. <laughs> they both do. <laughs> uh, as much as I love those movies and they're great for their time, like. That scene's pretty awful. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. It, it's it, it's hard. It was for a long time. It was hard for people to make superheroes look cool during the daylight. And I know that's not even that scene. That scene was at nighttime. But like every scene that Green Goblin's like flying around in the daytime, it just looks so Power Rangersy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but that's that's I neither still here like or Willem there. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's great as far as the acting capability for it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got yeah. that sinister. Ness oh yeah, to him. he absolutely does. I the, uh, this is all over the internet, but everybody says he should play the Joker. Oh yeah, that would be pretty oh, yeah. great. Pretty great. Um, he looks like Mark Hamill's Joker. He does. Or well, he looks like the video game Joker, the Arkham yeah. Joker. Arkham yeah, series. yeah, he does. Yeah, he does absolutely. <clears throat> um, okay. Uh, any other characters we haven't touched on that we should? Um, I like Mac. Daisy was great. Daisy really seems to have come into her own. Absolutely. And she grew a lot last season in between the break and this season even more so. She really seems to have Yeah, she's really just picking up her place. Yeah. We didn't see May at all. 
Nope. She's on vac- an extended vacation, they said. Well, she went on vacation and never came back. Yeah, yeah, right. So he lost his right hand, too. Man, that was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Hunter's quippiness. Absolutely. Um, and uh, what seems, it seems to be that Hunter and Bobby are together now? They are, but they aren't. But they are, yeah, it was but they little, aren't. A little confusing. Yeah, like... None of that makes any real sense. I have to rewatch that scene. I'm not sure exactly what they said. <laughs> um, like, he's British. She's blonde. Like, craziness happened. <laughs> Can't really understand anything. What does that even mean? I don't know. There's a language barrier. He's British. <laughs> she's blonde. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I think it was... Again, we talk out of our ass a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what are... What are you most excited to see this season? What do you want to see from this this storyline going forward? I want I want more alien interaction. Like if we can if Me we too. can get more Cree stuff going on. And, and that we have really the cool. alien threat organization. Yep. Um so I'm totally I'm t- I think we will. I think we're going to see more alien interaction. Oh, one of the things that I that I forgot to mention until just now. Uh, when Phil was looking at his computer model for the dis- like the the simulation of the dispersion of Terrigen, mm-hmm. it took like seventeen months and like twenty one days to for the world the to be world. completely covered. And I was yep. like, "Does that correlate to the release date of something?" No, it's like February of twenty seventeen, <laughs> like mm. end of February, beginning of March, uh, or well, something like that. Wait, from from now or from when the uh, uh, from when it happened, yeah, because that's when you want that would have been in May, so it would be 17 months after that, five months sooner than February. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool if it like was perfectly timed with the release like of, a year from of now of the Inhumans. It's not though, I know, but it would be really, really like it's closer to like whenever Doctor Strange comes out. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close to Doctor Strange, which probably doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. As far as the Inhumans are concerned. Sure. But well, no, um, the Inhumans are coming out in 2019. Yeah. I want to see this season uh, just some some real disagreements about the registration uh, act between our characters. The like, Accords. The Accords. I want to see I want to see these Accords like really drive a rift between our characters. And I want to see them actively dealing with the Accords you know, almost every week. Uh, not 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 right away, but I wonder if the Accords will happen sooner on the TV show and then it'll lead up to Civil War. Oh, maybe. Or if... There is all... room for that. And Feige did promise in that interview that there would be more TV slash... Like, TV movie uh, connection and crossover. That's awesome. I really, I'm really hopeful for that. Um, awesome, man. Well, I... I I'm really excited about this season. I really am too. I'm so glad that new Marvel content is back. Me too. And it's so good. I'm so excited about the content and the podcast and being back to it kind of like on a regular schedule. Regularly, yeah. Yeah, this is great. I'm so excited to be with you guys. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Um, You got anything else you want to say there, Jeff? I love you. I love you too, man. No, no, to them. Oh, I mean, I love you too, man. But. That was like that was like that moment when you're when someone waves at you and you think you're waving at them and you wave back and then they they wave at the girl behind you.
It's almost like when you've got a date with Simmons and then she just gets sucked up into a monolith. Oh, they had a date, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I forgot they had a date. And that that's just so sad. I should have watched last season again before I... That's almost as sad as like Cap saying, like, we'll have the band play something slow. Oh, I don't want to step on your... Oh. We'll have the band play something slow is such a <sighs> tragic moment because he's... <laughs> He's he's like trying to really lose himself in this memory or in this like this thought of this moment that they're never going to have together. Oh. oh man, while he metaphorically almost figuratively throws himself on this grenade that is about to crash into the iceberg. This <laughs> huge grenade. Yeah. This this is a bigger representation of the scene from earlier. <laughs> Where he jumps on the grenade. This is him. And he's a bigger person. For America. Yeah. <laughs> Technically. Absolutely. All right. Um, we won't geek out on Captain America anymore. If you want to hear that, go back two episodes. You can hear us fan by hard, real hard. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Well, uh, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Please check us out online. Call us at 573-CAST-MCU if you would like to leave a voicemail and have it played on the show. Uh, and you'll actually have 24 hours from when it airs next week to get your uh, recordings in, and we'll uh, play them on the show next week. Oh, yeah. and speaking Thanks for all the feedback right away. I like this day after because we got all that feedback. We got so much to talk about with our people. Yeah, and it's so timely. I, I yeah. like that a lot better. So I think we'll probably continue doing it this way. Good, good. It makes me good, good. It makes me able to go home and be with my wife before she goes to sleep without nah, me. Not important. Kind of is. <laughs> oh, um, this Friday... Agents of Old or Agents Wow Agents of Ultron Agents of Ultron Ooh that would be an interesting show Age of Ultron <laughs> Age of Ultron comes out on Blu-ray release Oh yeah and um you know if you guys want to go and get that you can do that through our store Yes uh, all you got to do is go to mcucast.com and click on the Amazon banner on the left-hand side and there's a link to buy the Age of Ultron uh DVD. We hear Along with other DVDs and uh, comic yeah, books. Lots of stuff. But I know that if you're like us, you're probably going to be buying Age of Ultron this week. So uh, there's apparently a lot of cool special features, including a special feature on the Infinity Stones and where they came from and where they're going and all this stuff. I, yep. We were just reading an article about there's some pretty funny gag reel stuff. Yeah. They learned to dance. It's funny. <laughs> so uh, so if you're going to do that, please support the podcast and go go buy it. From our, from our Amazon store. It really helps us out to be able to keep doing this. So uh, we thank you guys very much for, for joining us and for doing that. Uh, and we'll uh, talk to you next week.